Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network and our friends at Rock Auto. If you're looking for easy to maintain, always in stock parts for your specific vehicle, go to rockauto.com and do whatever needs doing. And by our good friends at Built Bar, if you are looking for a great tasting protein bar that jam packs taste and nutrition all into one convenient package, go to builtbar.com and build your pack today. So it's been a while since we've been on here. Um, got a lot of stuff going on in case you guys forgot or were aware or really, if you just care at all, which most of you don't, which is okay. I mean, you're, you're here for baseball talk and, um, luckily today there's actually some baseball talk to talk about. Uh, if you guys have been following along on any platform or really any sports news network, as we're getting very desperate for any sort of sports, uh, the Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, has is set to impose a 60-game season on Major League Baseball as they came with a proposal to the MLBPA. Uh, the owners, I believe, voted on it last night, Monday night, uh, and the MLBPA rejected the offer, which would have included things uh, like the Universal DH for two years, which I'm fully on board with full bore forever i think that it's going to it's going to be in the new cba in 2022 so uh, i'm perfectly fine with it now we'll talk later on about how the braves are set up with that a guaranteed 25 million in playoff pools in 2020 that's a big deal because if you were unaware of this playoff revenue for players is generated by gate receipt so in the regular season players get their salaries and they get revenue and, and things like that once the playoffs hit Players do not get a part of playoff revenue. The only part that pays play uh, that pays players during the playoffs is gate receipts, things like ticket sales, uh, merchandise, parking, things like that. That's that's what pays players during the playoffs. So getting a guaranteed twenty five million, it's not a lot of money, but it's at least more than they would have probably gotten during this playoffs anyway. Uh, Thirty three million dollars in forgiven salary advances. Mm-hmm. Now this is just accounting speak apparently this is essentially is going to increase the take-home pay of about 61 percent of major league players um and overall earnings for the players of 104 percent of prorated salary which is good uh players are going to make a little bit more money because they're going to be giving up a little bit more and because obviously they're only going to play 60 games and then this is this is the final thing in the mlbpa rejection over the last two days mlb agreed to remove expanded postseason in 2021 in order to address player concerns so essentially what was happening the owners were looking to push for expanded playoffs next season as well now this is something that owners have wanted to do for a while because the more teams that are in the playoffs the more money teams will major league baseball will get for things like TV revenue. And as you guys all know and heard, uh, they got a $1 billion deal with Turner last week for playoffs in 2021. So this is something that owners want to do because more teams equals more money. But this is something that I generally am not a fan of. Uh, I'm not really big into everybody that plays gets in. I'm not big for the same reason. I'm not as big in the NBA. I don't like that half the teams in the league make the playoffs. I think it cheapens your playoffs. And I think in baseball in particular, your regular season is so long. By the time that the season is ended, 
you know who which teams are good and which teams aren't. So opening it up to half of the teams, while I understand the money aspect, I understand that at all. I do feel like it cheapens the game a little bit. You don't want to see some team that just barely squeaked in the playoffs at 500 or under go on some magical run and win the World Series when you know they weren't the best team in baseball. But for 2020, it's going to happen. Luckily for 2021, that has been opted out. Uh, we'll see how that gets tackled in the next CBA. A couple things to really break down when you're looking at this. MLBPA did reject the offer, so this is why Manfred, uh, according to the agreement back in March, has the power to impose a season. This is what players were talking about when they said when and where. They were saying if you're not going to negotiate in good faith and you're just stalling, go ahead and impose a season. The players are going to file a grievance. That was the sticking point. Uh, over the last few proposals, one of the main sticking points was the owners wanted the players to uh, waive their legal right to file a grievance for the owners acting in bad faith. Essentially, uh, the players have been saying for months that the owners are just trying to run out the clock so they can impose the shortened season like they want anyway and keep their operating costs down. Um, if the players file this grievance, which they will because that was unable to be agreed upon before Manfred imposed the season, um, the players will be able to file a grievance saying that the the owners were operating in bad faith, essentially just dribbling out the shot clock at the end of a game to, to try to get down to the point where they couldn't physically play any more games. So they're going to say they were operating in bad faith. It's going to force the owners to open up their books, which is something I preferred anyway. So while we do have baseball coming in 2020, after 2021 is going to be a dogfight. Uh, I'm glad everybody got a little taste of it this year because it's probably what's going to happen before the 2022 season. Uh, you will probably see a lockout or a strike as the first thing players are going to want to do is going to tackle the gigantic difference in revenue that's going to come to light uh, when the owners are forced to open their books and everybody starts to see the way these guys are are making money hand over fist, yet you've got St. Louis owner trying to say baseball is not a profitable business. I guess in his world, making a $10 billion profit is not, um, isn't exactly making a profit. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Maybe he thinks that people don't have the internet. Um, but it's one of those things that is, it, it's, it's nice for us because we're going to get to see baseball. It's really nice for me because I actually have stuff to talk about for a while. Uh, but as far as the game of baseball goes, this is not over by a long shot. You might say this was just the opening salvo. This was a little taste of what's going to come. And honestly, it's never a good look for baseball. Uh, anytime you have a union as strong as Major League Baseball's, and I'm not talking about Tony Clark. Tony Clark is horrible. But as anytime you're talking about uh, a league where there's no salary cap, where the the payments are not tied to revenue sharing, then things like this are going to get contentious as owners obviously want to make as much as they can while paying as little as possible. And players obviously want to make as much as they can without having to deal with quite as much. This is something that is really going to get dragged out. And I think it's going to shock a lot of these people who were pro ownership through all of this for whatever weird reason, as if anybody's ever gone to a baseball game to cheer for your owner. Um, one of the things that this is going to see is as all of these people who've tried to claim that owners, oh, they're going to lose so much money. Once they start seeing the books and they see how these guys operate and the shady things they do and how much they actually take home compared to the players, this is going to open up a lot of eyes. Um, it, it, in all actuality, the fact that the MLBPA was able to get Manfred to impose a season without waiving their right to a grievance is a win for the players. Uh, this is something where the owners essentially had to suck it up because they did have to pay 104% of pro rate instead of the 33% that they were trying to do. Um, this is something that when you look at it in total, 
and you really break down the numbers, uh, believe players are getting essentially 1.5 billion this year, 1.54 billion, something like that. Uh, essentially, ownership was trying to pay right in the neighborhood of 1.5, so they never strayed too far from their number. But the players were able to get some concessions. Um, there's a few things that I really am not happy about. Things like in extra innings, starting off with a runner on second base in order to quote unquote shorten the time of games, which is not going to shorten games at all. Um, talking about ending games and ties after they go 15 innings or more. And I am definitely against ties in any sport. Um, but the, the biggest annoyance to me is this starting runners on second base rule. Uh, to me, that is the antithesis of baseball. That is not baseball. Um, there are not enough extra inning games to where that's really going to be a time saver. This is something Manfred's been pushing for the past couple of years. Uh, they tried it out in minor league ball last year, believe in the Appalachian League. And it's it's just it's it's not baseball. It doesn't look right. It's it's stupid. Nobody that I've ever spoken to actually likes it. It's it's just a dumb idea. I'm hoping that it's just for this season and this isn't something that gets you know, thrown into the 2022 CBA because this is there. There's no benefit to this. I mean, any time that you would save by starting with a runner, oh, maybe they'll score quicker. Let me tell you exactly how this is going to go. Anytime you get to the tenth inning and somebody starts with a runner on second base, the first thing you're going to see is they're going to intentionally walk the person behind him, try to induce a double play. As a hitter, what you're going to see happen is you're going to see somebody try to bunt the ball, bunt them over to third base. So small ball fans will be happy, I guess, and they'll finally shut up. Uh, and then you'll see them try to sacrifice fly in a run and then the next half inning you'll see the exact same thoughts and the exact same play out for everybody else it's it's not going to save any time it's it's a stupid hokey thing that i am not on board with at all hopefully people will see that it's useless and this won't come up ever again uh, but i do like the universal dh and we're going to go ahead and take our first break when we come back we're going to discuss the atlanta braves and how they in particular are set up very well for the universal dh while i wish we had known about this at the beginning of the year all is not lost for atlanta and we will discuss why when we come back right after this right here on locked on braves hey everybody it's dylan from locked on braves here to tell you about my good friends at rockauto.com your car is a very big part of your life it gets you everywhere you need to go from work to pleasure basically everything in your life revolves around your car sometimes cars need to get fixed so my good buddies over at rockauto.com know this and they make it easy for you they're a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they've got everything from engine control modules brake parts tail lights motor oil even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you an amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need go to rockauto.com today Picking the right protein bar used to feel like playing Russian roulette with your taste buds. But not anymore, folks. Thanks to the guys at Built Bar, you no longer have to make the choice between taste and nutrition. Built Bars are all natural, gluten-free, and made with 100% real chocolate. None of that fake stuff here. There's even a special line for people with nut allergies made in a special nut-free facility. With only 110 calories and up to 20 grams of protein, Built Bar really is the perfect bar for any occasion, whether that's for breakfast, whether that's before you work out, or any time in between. It doesn't really matter. And I haven't even told you guys the best part. They don't taste like a foot. If you get the peanut butter fudge, 
It tastes like peanut butter fudge. It does not taste like foot with a bit of peanut butter spread over the top of it. Just go to BuiltBar.com and take your pick of a wide variety of flavors. Just make sure you get the toffee almond. I promise you won't regret it. And as a reward for listeners, use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout and save $10 off your first order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to save $10 off your first order. The perfect protein bar isn't a fantasy. It's Built. Go to BuiltBar.com today and see for yourself. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Locked on Braves. A couple things that I neglected to tell you, and I do apologize, in the last segment as I just kind of ran out of time. A uh, couple things about this, the reason why I still say it's potential. We do know baseball's going to come back. We're just wondering when. They have to wait for the Players Association to confirm with Major League Baseball if they're going to be able to report for spring training 2.0 by July 1st. That's when Major League Baseball is looking to get back into it. Essentially a week from today. Try to get players to report. they got to agree on the health and safety concerns. As you guys know, there have been about 40 players uh, or 40 players, staff, personnel, just general people involved in reopening that have come down and tested positive for the coronavirus. So Major League Baseball has shut down all spring training facilities uh, until they're cleaned again and deep cleaned. Uh, We'll see what the health and safety will end up being. Now that we're this close to a season, I don't think this is going to stop a season at all. I don't really think um, I don't think that it's going to at all. I, I think that Major League Baseball is bound and determined now to have a season. Now, whether they're going to have to have another stop, should there be another, uh, another outbreak or, or another sudden spike, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think there will be. Um, I think we're kind of getting to the point now where most people are kind of ready, I guess we'll say, to kind of go back to some semblance of normal. It's never going to be normal when there's not a lot of fans in attendance. As a matter of fact, I'll be surprised if baseball doesn't uh, try to allow some fans in and social social distance the fans, uh, same way that the NFL and college football is planning on doing. Um, it's probably just a little bit too much to to go after right now when they're more worried about getting the season involved. Um that's still they still have to agree to the terms and the coronavirus safety protocols uh, and the report date. But it looks like the sixty game season is expected to start if everything ends up all well and good, and players are able to report July first. Looks like they're looking at getting the season started on July twenty fourth, which is really awesome because that is four days away from Baby Carter being born, which is very awesome. Um, although I have a feeling he'll probably. He'll probably make an appearance before then. He might be a, he might jump the gun a little bit. Um, it'd be nice to be able to watch a baseball game with my son. That would be very awesome. I uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. That is something that I was a little bit depressed about that I wasn't going to be able to watch a game with my baby boy. But uh, looks like that'll be able to change. And for the Braves, they're set up in in good in a good place. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys. Last time there was a shortened season, the Braves ended up winning the very next World Series, '95, obviously. Um, and in a 60-game season, things can get very, very weird. Now, it's always going to carry an asterisk next to whoever wins it. Uh, the, the 
the stats and the records that come out of this season, they're always going to be looked at kind of dubiously. So if you get a guy like Ozzy Albies, who over a 60-game stretch last year, I believe, hit over 500. Um, if you get anybody that finishes out a season with like a 514 average, for example, that's not going to be looked at as holding a record because it's literally 102 games less than what some of these other guys are doing. Uh, there was a lot of people when Roger Maris hit his 61st home run because it was a 162-game season. A lot of people were stating that it didn't count because it was more games than the people before him who had set the records. Now we're kind of going in the opposite direction. We'll see some players who are going to have really absurdly high BABIPs or really absurdly high OBPs and OPSs just because they don't have enough of a season to level off. And that's a good thing. That's why your start is so important in a season like this. Uh, I like that we're doing some weird things, like everybody's going to play regionally, essentially, so... The Braves will be playing a lot of the AL East, so you'll be playing a lot of games in Boston, a lot of games in New York, a lot of games in Tampa, which gives some fun matchups. Uh, you'll be playing your normal NL East guys, but you're going to see more regionally focused, and once you get into the playoffs, I believe it is a 10-team playoff this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it could be it could be more than that, but I wanted to say it was 10, um, 10 or 15. I, I couldn't see it going any higher than 15, but I thought I saw it was 10. I would, I would essentially say... Two people from every division plus your wild cards. Um, ideally, I think you're going to get nine. I think you're going to get ten in the, in the postseason this year. I could probably look it up, but I don't feel like pausing the episode here to go look that up. Um, if it turns out I'm wrong, I'll talk to you guys about it tomorrow. But for the Braves, you don't have to worry about a lot of things. You don't have to worry about innings limits. If you've got for if you're a team like say I don't know, let's say the White Sox. And you were struggling with, or you were struggling with, on what do you do with a guy like Andrew Vaughn? What do you do uh, with Luis Robert? Because you want to maintain some some control over them. You don't want to lose rookie eligibility. You don't want to lose a full season underneath. But for sixty games, everybody still maintains rookie eligibility unless they come up with some new design here in the next few days that I haven't heard about. So for the Braves, with guys like Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson. Uh, Ian Anderson, Tuki Toussaint, guys that are right there that are ready to that can contribute to your club, but you just don't have uh, enough room on the twenty-five or twenty-six man roster. You can put them on those taxi squads, and they're going to end up paying. They're going to end up playing quite a big role this year. The Braves, if they wanted to, the Braves could roll out piggyback starters for three out of the five rotation spots, and really just end up leaving Soroka and Freed as the full time starters. Or if you want to do it the other way, you can have. Soroka, Freed, and Cole Hamels, who should be healthy and ready to go by now, you can have them be full-time starters. And with the next two slots, you can play around with Felix Hernandez and pair him up with a Sean Newcomb, or you can do Kyle Wright and Sean Newcomb, or you can do Felix and Tukey, or Felix and Tucker Davidson, however you want to do it. You can kind of you can be creative with how you do this and help keep people fresh without having to to give full like innings limits these guys are good to go in, in 60 games for each of these starters if you go five divided by six you're talking about 12 games a piece I and mean, this can be this could be a very very good or very very bad season for a lot of teams and you'll find out very early the way that you start is going to be paramount so for example the nationals who won the world series last year if we had had a 60 game season last year the nationals wouldn't have made the playoffs so that's something to bear in mind when you look at this. Now, obviously, it's going to be cool to win, and if the Braves win, I will cheer about it as loudly as anybody else, and I will go to my deathbed saying, yep, World Series, uh, Braves have two now instead of instead of one. I will be fully on board with that, unless it's somebody else. You know, if, if the Mets somehow manage to win it, I'll be like, eh, it doesn't count. It's the Mets, whatever. Um, but it, it's still going to be 
it's going to be a little bit different than a normal season because regular season games are going to be so important because you've only got 60 of them and because there's really with nothing else happening and we've missed baseball for two and a half months by this point like every game is going to have a little bit of a fever pitch and that's one thing that I'm kind of excited for this is one of the things where I think baseball kind of missed the boat is they had a real opportunity to really energize everybody. Now, baseball fans are going to find themselves very energized with the season. They can say whatever they want right now. They're going to watch, and they're going to be very excited to follow along. But for the Braves in particular, this is a good setup. We've been wondering what's going to happen with Johan Camargo and Austin Riley. Now with the Universal DH, we don't have to wonder. We don't have to worry. The only way this could get screwed up would be uh, if for whatever reason, and I don't think this is going to happen, but if for whatever reason Brian Sticker decided that he had to have Marcakis in the field and Duvall as his full-time DH, which I don't think is going to happen, I think you'll see a nice little rotation forming with Duvall and Ender and Ciarte and Marcakis to kind of keep them on the lineup because Marcelo Zuna is going to be in the lineup every day. It helps that he can play. It helps that he can DH if you wanted to put, say, Austin Riley in left field or. Uh, Austin at third base, and, and you can mess around with a lot of things from there. If I were to go on gut instinct, Marcel will play left field, uh, Acuna will play right, and you'll see Ender start most of the time in center field, although once you get to left-handed guys, you could see it shift to um, Ozuna, Acuna in center, and then Duvall in right field with uh, Austin Riley playing third, or Austin Riley DHing or playing third, and Camargo either DHing or playing third, whichever one they feel gives them the better option at third base. Right now, I would lean Camargo. I still think he's a little bit better of a defender than Austin. I think Austin's a very good defender, but I think I think Johan, especially if you've been paying attention, he's been working out this whole time with Ozzy and Acuna. Uh, if he's done a good job at building lean muscle instead of the gross mass that he put on last season, if he was able to to lean up and, and get a little bit smaller but be stronger than he was in 2018, then you're going to look at a Johan Camargo that can take a very large step forward. He's got an absolute cannon of an arm. He's got a good glove. His reactions are a little slow. Um, but either way, the Braves can feel confident about the defense they'll be, they'll be receiving from third base. They're in a good spot as a lot of National League teams don't really carry a traditional DH type of guy because you have to worry about uh, your, your pitcher also being in the lineup and finding guys that can play defense because you don't have a DH. Generally, the extra guys on the roster, you'll have one hitter who's usually just a late-inning pinch hitter, like a Matt Adams type. Uh, but for the most part, most of your NL guys that get carried on the bench will be you know, guys like a Danny Echevarria, guys like Charlie Culberson, guys who are versatile and can play a lot of different positions and play them pretty well. Uh, guys like Chris Taylor who play every position. You don't have your Nelson Cruzes or your Josh Donaldsons, which is why I would have liked to see this, you know, I would have liked to have already seen the, the universal DH, so we could have just signed Donaldson as a DH, but whatever. I'm happy that it's finally implemented. I'm happy that people will finally see that, yes, watching Austin Riley or Johan Camargo or Adam Duvall or Nick Marcakis or Ender Inciarte or literally any position player ever bat instead of, instead of watching uh, Mike fulton hit is a good thing. So I'm very, very excited. I'm out of time for today's episode, but the big takeaway from this is baseball is coming back. Once baseball is back, you will get this show every single day. Once again, until Carter's born, I'm sure there'll probably be a few days that I miss. But hey, if you blame me for that, well, then, oh, well, sucks for you. Um, very, very excited. Looking forward to the Braves placing up very well. And really looking forward to seeing the 
seeing Acuna play in some of these little league ballparks that are the AL East. The Braves are going to get to beat up on Baltimore. They're going to get to beat up on Boston, who's not going to be very good this year at all. You're going to get to see Acuna mashing homers in New York and Boston. I'm very excited to see this. Um, I, I like the regional aspect. I wish we played the Twins a little bit more. I'd be really cool with that, but I, I like what's happening. We're going to get some different opponents that we don't see all the time. It's going to be fun. As long as they can agree on health and safety protocols, which I don't see why they shouldn't. They weren't far away leading into all of this anyway. I think we will see baseball start right around on time. It might get pushed back a week with all the with the release of, of the players testing positive for COVID, but I don't think it'll get pushed back too far. Uh, I will be I will be anxious to see if any players decide to sit out the 2020 season. I know I've seen it in the NBA, and there have been a couple players in the WNBA who have opted to sit out 2020. We'll see what happens with baseball. Uh, even if they do, I'm not going to hold it against the players. If if you've made enough money to where you don't want to play this season, fine, whatever. Um, I'm not going to hate on you for wanting to stay home with your family. I'm, you know, that's your call. If a guy like Mike Trout decides, you know, I've got plenty of money and I'd rather sit, I'd rather stay home with my newborn son, then fine. That's you know, it's not going to make me stop liking Mike Trout. But uh, very, very relieved and very happy that baseball is back. There were quite a few times there where I was worried that we weren't going to get anything and we were going to head towards a major major problem that baseball really couldn't walk back from in the coming days. We'll take a look and, and my thoughts really on whether baseball dug themselves into a hole that they can't dig out of or what baseball needs to do to get back in the right perspective in the right frame of mind for most of these fans who have been alienated from watching millionaires fighting billionaires over money uh, and seemingly left out. But as it is, that's all I've got time for today. We will come back later this week with another episode right here on locked on Braves. (laughs) 